Bitches, I live on the East Coast, and I will not eat McDonald's. But a couple of weeks ago, I was in Anaheim, CA. Let me tell you what, in and out, animal style, all day, every day. Keep it sick, keep it long. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening, and welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, E. Simon. I'm the other host, Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? I'm talking through the tubes. Talking <laughs> via the tubes. Are you um, Through the tubes with my co-host. Do you have uh, big Passover plans for uh, this weekend? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, no, I don't even know what Passover is. <laughs> you do this every year. You know what fucking Passover is by now. I know it's some Jewish thing, but I, I mean, I don't know the difference between that and all the other Hebrew days. What are you? There's that. There's like, what else is there? There's Hanukkah. Yom Kippur. There's Yom Kippur. Hanukkah. Yeah. There's Rosh Hashanah. All right. There's Tell the me what feast. The difference is. Shh. That's enough. There's bar mitzvahs. Tell me the difference between <laughs> Passover and Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, you can't eat. Passover, it's like a meal service within a meal. They both suck, okay? They're, they're well, both just the, awful what's holidays. What's the religious context of them? God, I'm, it's going to take me forever to explain You don't know this. either. No, you, uh, I do, you don't no, know either. I know, I know. Out. Yom Kippur is the day of atonement where you atone for your sins through the year. Passover, you're supposed to, to reflect on the plight of the Jews leaving Egypt when they uh, when they were enslaved and Moses freed the, freed them and then uh, you have to eat matzah for a fucking week. Yeah, I, t- I told you that's why. <laughs> that's why I wasn't going to get into this. Maybe after the podcast we can have a lecture here and I'll explain the significance right. of Passover Religious to studies. the Jews. And then I'll forget about it next year. But what you can help me with is uh, so Passover is this Sunday and Monday, and I, you know, I have a cousin that lives down here. You know, a good friend of mine's wife, she's Jewish, and uh, mm-hmm. she has a Seder. So I've been invited to these Passover Seders. I need some good excuses, Wackerly. I'm invited one on Sunday, and I'm invited one on Monday. And I haven't even say responded. You're going to, say you're going to uh, celebrate with your family, and then just don't go. They know my family's in San Francisco. They, they think I'm yeah, because I'm a displaced. A you mean going up to San Francisco for Passover? Right. And then just don't go. I was thinking of saying I got my wisdom teeth taken out. No, because then they're, they're going to say... Who's going to quit? They're not going to look in my mouth. They might. Ah, fuck it. I'm just not going to respond. They, they, they left vet messages today, and it's just... My one cousin, she, she calls herself a balabusta, which is uh, Yiddish for ball buster. She's bad. <laughs> She's called three times already about it. Just say, I'm not religious and I don't care about the Jews. <laughs> just just oh, right holidays. back. <laughs> fuck you and your stupid Jewish holidays. No. Like, nothing against you, but I just don't care about religious holidays. If you want to you know, go have dinner sometime, that's fine, but not now. <laughs> you know, Ackerley, I, uh, I find your attitude towards Jews very offensive. And, you know, we're in a workplace environment here. You know, we work together. We've been doing this show for a few years now. 
We're coworkers. And we're coworkers. And uh, through the tubes. here you are with your anti-Semitic remarks. Almost every time I talk to you, there's a couple snide remarks about Jews, and I'm calling HR. <laughs> <laughs> is there podcasting HR? Who is HR? <laughs> if there's some hot babe that works for the Sick and Wrong Corporation that you didn't tell me about, I'm going to be mad. I think P-Town is HR, actually. <laughs> oh, I have some complaints to lodge myself. Oh, really? Why don't you get them out in the open then? (laughs) No. (laughs) That's the purpose of HR. I want to backstab you and you don't know about it. That's what people use HR for. You know who uh, might make a a good HR person is my brother. That's true. He's a good person. Although he he tends to complain. He has a good sense of justice and fairness. Maybe, okay, maybe um, we'll have uh, him on the show and we could air our grievances and uh, he can set them right. See, the airing of grievances, that's the kind of holiday I could get behind. I think it's part of Festivus. Yeah, why Why don't Why don't the Jews, I mean, the Jews complain and bitch about everything. Why yeah, don't they I mean, just how have... Would you, how would you know the difference? <laughs> oh, today's the day we air our grievances? Oh, I couldn't tell. Yeah, but why not have a holiday like that just called like, I don't know. Jewish bitch day or something. Then they or, wouldn't complain so much the rest of the year? Is that your idea? Yeah, that's just one day where you just kafetch. You call it kafetching, kafetch mm-hmm. day. And the whole day you just complain all day about everything. And then the rest of the year, try to no like complaints. taper down the complaining. Because, you know, one day is for anybody. Taper down? Well, it's hard, for, it's hard for us not to complain. I mean, it's hard for us well, to like. That's where, that's where you send the people to the concentration camp. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I'm I'm writing this down. I am calling HR. My, I'm calling my. We should almost call my brother and uh, tell him this. But anyway, Wackerly, the reason I, I brought up this uh, he HR want to hear about concentration business camps on his Saturday is uh, have you heard about this hullabaloo on the internet right now concerning that woman who is offended by a sexist remark by some um, attendees at a uh, at a uh, development conf- like a software developer conference. Yeah. You heard about this? I heard about it. I read about it. It was just filled up my Twitter feed all day long. Well, it's... it's, Friday, I think. It's uh, definitely making the rounds on the internet. I know uh, Reddit and Google Plus and Facebook and Twitter, (laughs) people are sounding off on it. It's a big deal. What about MySpace? I don't think MySpace and Friendster are uh, talking about it right now. I think Friendster... I don't know if it's hit Friendster yet, but when it's hit for, when it hits Friendster, you don't want to be around for that. No, that's going to be a big deal. But uh, you know, two people lost their jobs. Wackerly, it's no joke. You know, sometimes uh, this this you know these these offensive complaints and offensive remarks can actually turn out to 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 uh, horrible results. Here, like two people lost their jobs. One of them, I think, deserved to lose her job. <laughs> the other guy, I think, should get his job back. But that's just me. I think everybody in the story behaved horribly. I think there's some people who... Okay, I think everybody at here is at fault. I think there's some people who overreacted and are at more fault, like a a higher degree of fault than others. But let let me me do the backstory and then we can comment here. Adria Richards, that's her name here. Adria Richards attended a conference in Santa Clara, California. Uh, to discuss the Python programming language. I guess it's called PyCon. And it's a uh, rather popular event amongst nerds. Uh, It sold out more than a month in advance, and 2,500 attendees went to this. I meant virgins. Um, 
I, I couldn't imagine this being, you know how like you, you're always like, oh, I'm a dentist, I'm a dentist, and I go to a dental conference in Vegas. That shit's mm-hmm. insane. There's cocaine there, there's hookers. You're probably having a really good time drinking, going to strip clubs. What do you think they do in Santa Clara after day one of PyCon? Santa Clara is the type of place where you can't even find a newspaper. Because <laughs> people that like, I'm not going to read a newspaper. I'm going to go home and play on my computer. My iPad. Why, why would you like, use a newspaper? There's, there's no good restaurants. <laughs> it's all just like, it's all just tech dudes in khaki pants, you know, driving their Priuses around. Glasses. glasses Everyone's on. wearing spectacles. Well, p- pretty soon your glasses will be a computer. That's going to be great. Oh, great God. You know, it's going to be much improved. Is it going to be a hate crime if you open hand slap somebody wearing those Google glasses? Like, is that a hate crime? No. Okay. I think it'll be a crime, not, not, not a hate crime. <laughs> well, I'm just black. saying. No, but I'm saying I'm. I'm you know, I wouldn't Don't slap to a gay man. I wouldn't slap you because you're wearing glasses. Like your glasses are fine. But when you see some asshole wearing those Google special glasses, uh huh, I would. I don't know. I'd, I'd feel like provoked to slap them. Like I feel like I'd want to slap them. When you do see me wearing them, because I'm sure I will <laughs> succumb to the peer pressure. I just know that I'm just watching porn <laughs> as I'm walking down the street. Yeah, you know that's what it's going to be for all day. You're just sitting there. You're like, okay, all day time. porn, porn time. Can you imagine like having to sit through a boring meeting, just porn? Uh, watching some I, porn. I couldn't even imagine. I mean, it would just be. I would just put porn on, and uh, but I mean, would people see it in your lens, like that? There's big titties or like a double no. penetration scene going on there. No, it's like a one way mirror. You can only you can see what's there. That's a, that's a pretty close-up porno action going on. Well, they figured this all out, how to make it sort of project at your eyeball, I assume. Well, we'll have to see about this. But, you know, if I was at this PyCon programming conference, I probably would borrow your Google gay glasses and uh, so I could watch porn during this boring-ass fucking meeting. 2,500 people went there. Um, there are two incidents that uh, prompted organizers to act. Uh, number one, an attendee was removed from the event following reports that he used an illicit substance. Um, I wonder what he was doing. I think he was smoking he crack. Do a bunch of bong rips and go <laughs> listen to the programming conference. He Seems brought in odd. a flask. Uh, he was banned for two years from, from uh, PyCon. And, uh, no! <laughs> He's going to sneak in with a fake mustache next year. Uh, my name's Hillbilly McSwinnerton. <laughs> Wait a minute. Aren't you that guy that we banned last year? No, I'm a completely different person. <laughs> he won't be stoned this time. <laughs> I am from Mexico. <laughs> my name is Joey Jojo Jr. <laughs> Shabadoo. <laughs> um, the other incident, the second incident here... Erupted into a firestorm over a lewd joke. So Adria Richards, Adria Richards, she is the um, one of the key players in this. She's this a incident. lady. Yes, she's a developer evangelist for email delivery company SendGrid. All right, <laughs> what, what can you explain this to me? What the fuck is a developer evangelist? This is a lady with a fake job. Clearly, a developer is a real job. Because that's like, you know, you develop the program. You might not even be a programmer, but you, like, get to tell the programmers what to do, I think. I, I'm not exactly sure. Or you sure, come up. No, but you come up. I think you work with engineers to develop a software right. application. Yeah. I, I know that people have that real job, and, and apparently they really do something. 
But this lady clearly has a fake job because she's not a developer. She's a developer evangelist. So what the is only she... evangelist I know is like Jimmy Swaggart. So what does she preach to developers? I don't, I don't know. She made up a word and said that that's her job. So she has a fake job and an inflated sense of self-importance. That's pretty much describes Adria Richards. Um, she worked I for. Believe so. I tried to go. I tried to go to her website and figure out what it is she does, and I I failed. <laughs> I failed. I failed to uh, you know get to the bottom of exactly what she does. I kind of want to know. Partly what her because her fucking does. website doesn't work, and if you're in tech and your website doesn't work, you're well, already like. They said there was a D- DDoS attack on her website <laughs> because of oh, all this. There? Maybe yeah. that's why. I mean, I could get, but I could get to the pay. I could get to the front page. I just couldn't open any of the links. Yeah, that's not good in the in the tech world. You're gonna lose your tech cred. <laughs> get your website working, dude. So I don't even know uh, what her company the show's does. Not posted, and it's Tuesday. <laughs> I'm not even sure what her company does. It's an email delivery company. Is that different than email? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, it'd be cool if I could get FedEx just to like come right out of my screen. If it's that kind of email delivery, like I can get like you know my dildos from AdamandEve.com, just but it just comes right out of my computer. What is Hotmail and Gmail? Isn't that email delivery? I would just call those email. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe they <laughs> deliver the email software to your computer and then you can put it in your floppy disk drive and then you load the email and now you have email and they delivered that email to you. Maybe you email her to her iPad and then she like sings a response to you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe when you have, you know, you have like an old relative or some old guy that you're trying to work with and and you try and email him and he's like, what? He's like, I don't have email. I don't even have a computer. I just have a phone. You have to call me. You're like, fuck. So you email this girl. Yeah. And kind of like what you said. She delivers it. She delivers the message. Like a telegram. Yeah. So Adrian Richards was sitting uh, behind these two guys and uh, at this conference and she overheard a man laughing with his friends about the word dongle. She planned to brush it off as just another dumb dick joke. Dongle is a funny word. It is, even if you're not talking about a cock. I remember when uh, I first heard the word dongle. It's from P-Town. He was showing me how to use Pro Tools. And he's like, well, you need a Pro Tools dongle. And I was like, I need a what? And he's like, you need the dongle. And I'm like, where do, where do you get this? I was like, what's it called again? And he kept saying, he's like, a dongle. <laughs> and Pat is like a, you know, P-Town's a tech guy. So he didn't even right. find it funny. But he must have, I got him to say the word dongle like at least 15 times. Why didn't you record that shit? We could have just like <laughs> skipped a week of podcasting and just played that on a loop. P-Town saying dongle. So, you know, if I was in a conference like this and they kept using the word dongle. You'd be laughing. I, I can't help it. I mean, I'm, I'm immature like that. I mean, would you at least have a couple guffaws? I might. I don't think I would guffaw, but I might snicker. I would snicker. Okay. I would snicker the whole time. Maybe not a guffaw, but a sticker. Uh, but then the speaker on stage showed a photo of a young girl who had taken part in a coding workshop. And this is quote unquote, this is what AJ Richard said. I realized I had to do something or this girl would never have the chance to learn and love programming because the ass clowns behind me would make it impossible for her to do so. This is what uh, Richards wrote on her blog, justifying oh uh, what she did. And so... This she's white got knight, just a massive chip on her shoulder. Well, she's got, she's like a she's like a yeah a white knight with a chip on her shoulder, a feminist white knight. 
I don't, need, I don't even know. What, would you even call her a feminazi? No, I wouldn't. I don't want to lose my job. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is what she did. She tweeted a photo of the guys. Uh, she then contacted event staff and shared a link to the conference's code of conduct, which states sexual language and imagery is not appropriate for any conference venue, uh, including talks. And then uh, she spoke with a staff member and had the men escorted from the conference. <laughs> so she like basically you, just have had you seen booted. the picture of the dudes yeah they're just like these dorky geeky like programmer dudes harmless i mean is this really that offensive they're not hard i mean these guys the, yeah the tech guys are known for being they're all like chauvinist sort of men's rights advocates that kind of stupid shit a lot of these tech guys, and they're all libertarians see a lot of these tech guys are into all that dumbass crap well i know okay i know they say it's rife with sexism and uh, they, they have this, this this negative reputation, and there's derogatory terms being used all the time to refer to women. I mean, these are the guys that post on 4chan. They, they weren't just laughing at the word dongle. They made some like joke using the term big dongle, like you know, I'll give her my big dongle or something, something like you know, I'm a com- I'm a comedy stylist, so I, I can come up with that kind of stuff right off the top of my head. I don't know if theirs was as good as my joke that I just made with the big dongle. But um, I think he said something we, like, I wish I had a big dongle like that or something. That's a good one, too, D. Simon. But you also are a comedy stylist. <laughs> but I'm saying so. that's not that. Is that offensive to make a big dongle like a big dongle joke? Who cares? Well, here's the thing, though. You're at fucking work. Like these guys are the, they're not there on their own time. You know, this is a professional conference. It's not Comic-Con that people are just chilling out. Like, why are you making cock jokes like with your coworkers at a work event that your your employer's paying you to be at? Like, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, Watch well, porn on your Google Glasses and shut the fuck up. Well, whatever you you're sitting next to your coworker, you probably these these guys have probably worked together for like two or three years. You're probably so just what? messing have, around with your coworker. I have people I've worked with for ten years, and I don't sit there and make cock jokes with them while uh, during business hours. You have a very conservative office. You know, actually, I I had a talking to at my job for um for some of the comments that I would say, and plus I have a very loud voice, and I I don't tend to self censor as so much, much as I should. Not so much loud as it's piercing and and very nasal. <laughs> and nasal, yeah, kind of annoying. So you hear um, it from across the room. But I remember, okay, I remember. When I first started my company, there were only like 30 people and we had like, you know, there, I don't think we had any women in our department except for our boss, but she was rarely ever there. So, I mean, really we would send, you know, nasty pictures to each other. Uh, we'd make off color jokes and comments, whatever, and we'd make up uh, sexist nicknames, whatever. I mean, it was just kind of fun. I mean, cause you're like, you work with these guys all the time. You're guys. That's what guys do. I do, I do, I mean, you do stuff like that with the, you know, I make funny jokes about you all the time, but at work, but these are also my friends. But anyway, once the company grew and now there's like, I don't know, 200 people that work there well now we got a, a specific HR lady. Yeah. That, that, that ribaldry ceased to exist in, in the workplace anymore. And it has to, because now you have all these people with an earshot that, uh, that, that might have a chip on their shoulder. Just save that shit for like at the bar, you know, happy hour after work, That's or during saying. lunch or something. But I mean, you you definitely sure, if, you have, if you have a lunch offsite, sure, why not? You have to be conscious of your surroundings, though. Just don't even be conscious of your surroundings. Just assume that there's always some, you know, uptight lady or you know, standing behind you. But okay, but at the same time, it's not like these dudes were like, "Man, I'd shove my dongle in her cunt." 
Yeah, I mean, they weren't saying something that offensive. Because he was like, what do you say? He goes, I just made a joke. I just said uh, a big dongle. He goes, that's what he said. He said, I wish I had yeah, a big he, dongle. Yeah, but he's self-reporting what he said. I, he didn't. He's not going to say, he's not going to tell the reporter, oh, I said I'd shove my big dongle down that girl's throat that they were showing was the new programmer up on stage. He's not going to say that. Okay, one of the guys here that was that was uh, that was at fault and that was escorted out of the ballroom. He a day after the event, he uh, brought up the matter on a hacker news thread. He apologized and defended Richard's right to report him to event staff. So he admitted he made a big dongle joke about a fictional piece of hardware that identified as male. You know, it's just some nerdy joke. Said big dong. I highly doubt it was that. Sexist. That's the, that's the problem. Is these guys, it's, these guys don't know what's funny. They don't know what's appropriate because they're they're you know social pariahs. Yeah, they're socially inept. Right. I mean, they, that's they, a good word. You know, they they don't. They obviously are probably. They probably don't. Even, and plus, they work in like a, such a male centric environment. But that that's a self fulfilling prophecy because this is this is like this is the legitimate complaint. Tech is ma- so male centric because all the guys are fucking sexist assholes and making like, m- you know, male uh, chauvinistic jokes all day long. So when a woman does come here, she feels very uncomfortable, and then that discourages other women from getting into the business. That's this woman's point. But I, I, my feeling is that this woman wakes up every day trying to feel that that you know offended and go out there and crusade against you know this perceived. A big bad thing. Well, I think so too. I think she has a crusade here. I think she has a mission, and this is her mission to uh, make software development more accessible to women, you know, to female employees. And it uh, seems like kind of a dumb mission to me. And it's not technically her job, right? I mean, it's not her job like at all. Well, thing. whatever her her job is, that we don't really quite understand. That maybe that's what uh, developer evangelist means. But okay, so the one of the guys, the other thing he said that uh, she totally blew out a blew out of proportion, took out of context. They were talking some technical term is called is called forking someone's repo, forking a repo, which means I guess uh, is uh, copying what they do when or implementing their project. I don't know. It's like when you copy someone's <laughs> project. Um, Forking the repo. I I don't know. It's some nerd dorky software term that I'm sure. unfamiliar with. But anyway, the, that's what the guy said. He goes, I would fork that guy's repo. Yes, yeah. I, I guess there could be a sexual context applied to that. But then again, it's also a technical term that, that is used. It's tech jargon that is used like that. Like he said, I'd fork that guy's repo, which I'm sure. So he might have been just being completely straightforward. It wasn't a wasn't a double entendre at all. Well, she said. So he said the sexual context was applied by Adria, not us. He's like, you know, this woman has a blog, and so what she did is she blogged a picture of uh, the two guys, you know, behind her. And which is always a bad sign. If some, if you're in public, like on the bus or whatever, at a conference at a restaurant and some random person turns around and takes a photo of you, it's going to turn out badly because they're not doing it because they think you're so attractive or like, Oh, look at these funny guys. I'm going to get a picture. So I remember their, their funny quips. (laughs) They're doing it to like shame you. Exactly. And, and, and you brought up an interesting point. Like you can tell that this woman was waiting for an instance like this because she gave the guy no warning. She smiled when she snapped the pic that sealed his fate. I mean, he was let go of his job because of this. And he has three kids, and he was in that I job. I actually do this all the time on public transit. Snap people's <laughs> pictures and smile. For example, the guy who was shaving 
on the train <laughs> one day. I got a picture of that guy. Just this week, somebody had their giant, you know, hard side suitcase taking up like an entire row of seats during you, rush hour. Did you uh, tweet that picture out? No, I just ta- I just get, take them for my per- own personal use when I want to have a little rage a thon by myself in my in the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying rage a thon or master bathon? Master rage a thon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't tweet them out, you know, so people can lose their career. Well, exactly. I I think this woman this woman just sucks. I mean, could you imagine working with this lady? But you notice that her, her method of, of getting these guys to stop doing this, like, you know, aggrandizes herself and gives herself a lot of publicity. Whereas she could have, like, made a real difference just by turning around and saying to these dudes directly, You're offensive. Like, hey, guys, yeah, these, those are kind of inappropriate comments. I'd appreciate it if you didn't make them. The guys would have been mortified in the future. They would have, like, really thought twice about making that kind of joke. But instead, she's got to make this big thing that gets out on the Internet and gets her name out in the news. And, now you know, now she's famous because of it. Instead of actually just trying to do, like, the most direct method of rectifying the problem. It's this passive-aggressive way. And, and that's why she was fired. For the way she handled this. I mean, she was obviously trying to promote her own blog and promote her own mission. I mean, it's very self-serving. And, uh, and, and what ends up happening? I mean, one of the guys actually didn't lose his job. But the one dude, uh, the one guy did lose his job. And, uh, and she ended up losing her job after this because of the way she, she exploited the situation. And uh, so she says that the incident was the second time that day that she had to deal with harassment and gender after a male developer made a joke laced with sexual innuendo, she told him that while the joke might be appropriate in some settings, it wasn't the case at a type of a conference where women historically have felt unwelcome. And she said women account for more than 20% of PyCon attendees this year. I mean, this woman obviously is waiting, just waiting, just waiting to hear a remark, a sexual innuendo, waiting to hear a joke and just totally distort it. And use it for her own gain. Use it as a way to justify her own, like, her own crusade here, her own mission. True. But, you know, there are a lot of dudes in tech that seem to be complete assholes and, and not realize. They're, they're, not, they're not even aware that they're doing it, you know? I mean, I, I guess, I, okay, I, I agree with you, too. I mean, it was an overreaction on her part. I, I think it was an overreaction, but I think it was a self-serving overreaction. I think she was trying to gain gain from this these guys on the other hand exactly that's what i'm saying she should have just turned around and said hey and guys, confronted them you're directly not, you're not even funny just just could you cut it out like it's not appropriate for this place and time or at all really but if i don't hear it then i wouldn't care yeah and and i mean on, quite honestly those dudes would have would have just immediately they would have been completely embarrassed they would have shut up and they exactly. probably wouldn't have said anything about this and this this would have been fine the guy wouldn't have lost his job and they would have learned a lesson However, these guys need to be more conscious of their surroundings as well because they might be sitting behind a Adria Richards. <laughs> There's always some Adria Richards around you at all times when you're in public. Just keep that in mind. I think about that at work all the time now. Like, uh, luckily, I work from home. So, you know, while I'm here, I'm swearing and just yelling racist comments all day. But no one hears me. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when I'm in the office, though, mum's the word. I'm just, mum's the word, I am Bob. quiet. I am polite. I wear pants. But basically well, everything we're saying, we, we really don't practice this at all. I mean, we do a fucking podcast where we like say just horrible, offensive things week in, week out for like seven years. 
And yeah. I'm actually surprised I haven't lost my job yet. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. been, you know, like outed, you know, like somebody calls my office and says, you know, oh, you guys should check out this podcast that your employee does. You might want to know about it. Yeah. That, we're, so that's that's going to happen in my future. Yeah. Could you okay. imagine though? I mean, uh, what would you, what would your, what would your first, I guess, I guess your remark be as, as soon as you're called, like you get in, you get into work, called into, your called HR in lady, well, your HR lady calls you and is just like, uh, Lance Wackerly, could you please come down to HR? I need to have a talk to you. I'd be like, first of all, my name's not Lance Wackerly. <laughs> and the fact that the HR women lady knows that is a bad sign. Well, what would you say? How would you defend yourself? How would you even... Eddie Murphy defense. Would you explain what the podcast is or would you just say, all right, I resign? An infamy. No, no, I would grovel. I would grovel like like crazy. <laughs> like, oh, I want to lose my job. I'll stop doing the podcast. <laughs> I, you know, I've never brought it up at my work. No one knows about it. There are a couple of people listen. Like, obviously, Sleazy E knows about it, but I think no, most people don't really knows. care. But I don't broadcast nobody it. Nobody knows for me. I'm not yeah, wearing my Quado t shirt at work. <laughs> <laughs> I will on the, like, if I ever won the lotto, I'd wear it in. What's up, you motherfuckers? <laughs> this is Lance Wackerly, and I quit. <laughs> See ya, squares. Yeah, I would, like, have finger extended. Letting out a long, drawn-out fart. And then I'd, I'd bring in, like, you know, like, mini iPod speakers, and I'd just be blasting it. Just this blasting, is me, sick and wrong. bitches. <laughs> I'm quitting. I'm just going to spend my whole life podcasting now that I won the lottery. Well, I think uh, these two people both learned a valuable lesson here from, uh, from this. But uh, it, it remains to be seen. You know, I don't think you're going to be – I don't think the, the tech world – is going to be rid of sexism because of an incident like this. But there are more women working as uh, coders now and developers. Yeah, no, every, every business has racism and sexism. It's just you got to keep that shit on the DL and suppress it deep down inside you. That's why you just IM it to each other. I wouldn't even use regular email. Just IM your friends, you know, pictures of Goatsy. Yeah, you know? I think that, they can track your IMs. Well, it depends. Don't, if you IM through... Uh, Oh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I am through um, an anonymizer. You can. I, I know about this, Wackley. I've sent many pictures of Goatsy before. People, this is uh, episode 373 here, Sick and Wrong. Uh, you people know the way the show works. Um, actually, you know, before I get to the explanation of the show, I want to issue a mea culpa. A bunch of people pointed this out. Oh, I wanted to point this out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to start fact checking these stories you bring to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? That really happened? That's a crazy world we live in. Well, what was funny is I'm referring to the non the, the false fictitious story that uh, that I did last week about a fictitious pope uh, or cardinal or whatever. Um, Stower, I think his name was. Uh, you know, I a bunch of people emailed that to us, and I was just kind of reading through it before the show started. So I was like, oh, I'll bring this up because it's kind of funny. It'd be really funny if it was true. But it's from yeah. um, the fact that it's not true. It's not funny at all. No, not at all. I mean, it's, it's basically dumb. like an onion. A bunch of people called in about it actually, and uh, were just like, "D, you're a fucking retard." Like, didn't you See, know? I, I knew that immediately. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention as I normally am. Am not while we're doing the show. What happened? And I'm even ashamed to say this. I was actually listening to the podcast for some reason. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I usually don't, but this week I did. And uh, I was listening to it, and now I'm actually listening to the story, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? 
this this cardinal guy is wearing a beer hat at the strip club. No fucking way. So I Googled it, and the first thing that comes up is this stupid Borowitz report, which is See, like I've the, never New heard Yorker, of that. the New Yorker magazine hired a guy to write onion-like articles, and they all just suck. I mean, I guess some guy sent it to me. I must have seen New Yorker on it and just assumed it was true. Or maybe I really wanted to believe it. Always check your sources. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it was kind of funny anyway. And it is it does amuse me that um, it riled so many listeners. I, come, I was riled. I was really riled. Rushing to defend uh, this, this cardinal or the whole papacy in general. But yeah, you know, I want to issue. Oh, come on now, that that's a little self-serving. <laughs> they weren't <laughs> rushing to defend the papacy; they okay. were just rushing to make you look like an idiot. Oh yeah, okay, to call me out. I mean, I, I, they don't need to rush that far to do that. And me by association. That's why I'm so mad. That is true. You've sullied my name. I want to issue a Donacara, and uh, there you go, people. You have that. <laughs> that's the official. I don't Acara <laughs> in Latin. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a Latin term that we use here in Stick It Around quite freely. <laughs> um, people, you know the way the show works. You send us disgusting, horrible news items. We talk about them here on the show. And if we do give you credit for it, we will send you a Stick Around Care Package. Um, you can send your stories to stickaroundpodcast.com. You can submit them via Facebook or the Twitters. Um, we did get some good ones this, this uh, week for our episode 373. Before we get to our first story... Here's a word from our sponsor. Definitely support our sponsors. AdamandEve.com Hey, Sick and Wrong fans. Did you know that this month is International Butt Plug Month? It's true. Go to AdamandEve.com and check out their huge selection. There's dildos, butt plugs, vibrators, and jack-off sleeves in sizes ranging from baby dick to John Holmes. Remember to enter the coupon code DIDDLE at checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. Like Kitty does to herself while listening to Dee and Lance. You'll get 50% off just about any item. Six free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a special bonus gift. Go to adamandeve.com today. Uh, the first story here comes in from, uh, let's send in from Lynn from Oklahoma. Lynn writes, D, would you help Lance out with a fake rape? Love you guys. I only want real rape from you. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. I mean, You're 100% uh, committed to raping me. I'm no Steubenville, Ohio football player, but I am a team player and I do support Lance's um, mission to get laid. So I would try to help you as much as I can, but I don't know about with, with a rape. But um, well, let's see here. I mean, yeah, uh, you should contextualize this rape for helping out a friend to get laid situation. Attack victim, victim in quotes, was trying to impress his date with heroism. So I think what this guy did is he, uh, okay, so this happened in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Police say a man thought a staged attack would improve his chances with a woman that he wanted to date. Instead, things got out of hand very fast. So, Wackerly, I mean, do you, do you try, to, do you go out of your way to impress your dates? No. 
I'm completely the opposite. Well, it's okay. Like, well, do you even try at all? What you see is what you get. I mean, I, I mean, brush uh, my well, teeth. Do you wear <laughs> a uh, a nice like you know uh, dry clean shirt? You go meet them, clean, wash your car, maybe. No, no, I never go to the dry cleaner, but I'll iron my shirt. So you iron yeah. your shirt. Do, do you like? I put uh, on some Jakar. That's good. A little Axe body spray <laughs> in the genital region. No, I was just about to go. I was just about to go on tangent. About uh, that? Do kids even know what Drakkar is? Or like, what are the other ones? Now um, they all have Axe. But when we were in English school, leather. Junior, <laughs> junior high, everybody had this just horrible scent on them, which was called Drakkar Noir. Drakkar Noir. It came in this little black, black yeah. bottle. And uh, but uh, there were other awful. ones too. Polo, remember Polo? Polo, that was very popular. Calvin Klein had the one. Chads. I remember what, Calvin. What was the other one? Calvin Klein had one that was really gross. CK one. CK one. CK yeah. one. You could wear if you were a woman or a guy. So uh, I don't. That seemed a little weird to me. I think I had the Drakkar. But I mean, I, these companies are genius in that they somehow convinced all these Midwestern teenagers that we needed to wear cologne. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> For what? We're not like, we're not like, we're not like East coast car salesmen. You know, I remember my grandfather died and, uh, when we were cleaning out some of his belongings, he had like boxes of English leather, just that English leather spray. And so I wore that all or something. I wore that all the time. Remember English, remember the smell of that? Kind of old spice that was like really bottom of the barrel. I just smelled um, like an old man, yeah. and uh, I didn't mind it. It was good. It's probably better than my usual scent. Yeah, no, we all we all thought we all convinced ourselves, or you were scared. Like, well, how, how do I? Because that's when you really don't know how to get a girl, and uh, you just thought like, well, if I don't work, all these guys who have dates, they seem to be wearing cologne. So I guess I better get some cologne. But well, okay, but aside from the cologne wackily do you go out of your way so to strange. create a special date like do you go and get tickets to a prince concert and uh you know make reservations at some fancy french restaurant <laughs> no but that's different <laughs> you, you, i mean having a going out and doing something fun for a date that's not what you're talking about no but i'm saying you want to okay this is your first or second date with a chick you're talking that you kind of like, like putting on a, a pinky ring and cufflinks and and like and and sort of casually like mentioning like how much money you make and and like talking about all your hobbies and and and, and or how you know you you work for all these charities on the weekend that kind of stuff i'm talking about how much effort are you going to put into make a creative date to impress this girl to be like i'm a fun guy that likes to do wild and crazy things i think those are two different things well, I'm talking about that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> then, yeah. I mean, what, you, don't, you don't ask a girl out on a date and then make her come over and, like, watch old fucking, uh, you know, Three Stooges movies with you. <laughs> you're never going to get laid that way. Take her to Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Some girls really like Subway. Veggie subs, very low-cal and filling. It was funny. The other day, I think I went above and beyond to impress it. Probably... I think you, I, I, yeah, don't be, don't, I, I mean, I'll start telling stories. You're very much about the big day. No, I do. I, you know, I am, I like to impress the panties off a woman. You're like taking chicks to Knott's Berry Farm and shit like that. I took this girl that I went above and beyond this situation. I got tickets to Russell Brand's awful, awful program called Brand X. Have you heard of this? Yeah. And, Did, uh, 
I would not do that. Oh for my any god, amount it was so bad. It was so bad. I realized that after like a half hour into it, I'm like, her vagina is really not worth this. I mean, it was. I mean, awful. were you getting a hand job in the seat? <laughs> She was no. She's really into Russell Brand. She's younger. Ooh, I think that's that's, a, that's a, right there. Well, what's funny about that crowd? You should you should you should have spent your time instead of taking her to see Russell Brand's Brand X, uh, explaining to her why Russell Brand sucks. Well, then I definitely wouldn't have get, gotten laid. I, don't I mean, know. I got laid because of this. Okay. I'm not going to say Is the this sex the same was girl that great. you took roller skating. That's the one I was going to. No, that was a different one. Yeah, I did that too. That was a different. That was a that was a, like a month ago or so. And let me point this out. D took a girl roller skating, but he can't roller skate. <laughs> and <laughs> it'd be and, one thing if you're a great roller skater, and like that's kind of what I was talking about. Like I'm gonna take this girl roller skating and show her my awesome roller skating skills, and then her panties will drop. But, but you that, took a girl roller skating, and you're not even good at roller skating. Yeah, but it worked for me. She thought it was exactly. really charming. I'm not saying it doesn't work. Oh, it, she I'm thought it was really you charming. Go above and beyond. She. This is what she said to she, me. This it showed girl. your vulnerability. You're 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 vulnerable. You're willing to try new things. Adventurous. Totally. I ended up getting laid that night because of it. But you know what's funny Fun about loving. that? loving. What was funny about that though <laughs> is this roller rink, which I didn't really. I just had heard about it. Didn't know anything about it. It was almost in Compton. Like it was way, way in like a horrible area of Los Angeles. That yeah, but, white people don't roller skate. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> it was it was just white people roller blade. We're Come the only on. white people on the premises, and uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. I when was... you go when you go to Venice Beach, and you see the dudes roller skating, they're not white; they're black. <laughs> but I, I, I actually preferred... like roller skating, and I am a good roller skater. So You're a good roller I skater. Been, I would have been fantastic. Yeah, I'm great. Shut up, really. Yeah, I can go backwards. I can do that thing where you cross the leg over when you go around the turn. No way. When's the last time you roller skated? Oh shit. I don't know. Recently, I did. I did put some. I, I ice skated recently, which is virtually. I'm talking the same roller thing. skating. It's though. the same like, thing. I'm good at both. Oh God. I would. I would like to see this. I would like to see Lance Wackerly on roller skates. Maybe you we'll would, videotape. I'm it very impressive. For a second, <laughs> I suck. You, I might get. <laughs> I might be raping it. you at the end of that day. <laughs> willingly, it, you would be willingly. But you know, I would rather go deal with roller skating and biting it and being embarrassed and being mocked by a bunch of black people than sitting through a two hour taping of Russell Brand's insipid program. Like, believe me, I, I, would, yeah, I wouldn't do that. I would prefer that. It was not worth it. Especially because you're saying she likes him and you can't even like, I mean, the only way it would be fun is if you just went there and like made snide jokes about how it sucked. And she she got ironically upset about it. watch it, but she really likes him, so you can't even do that. Oh, she was upset about my me making jokes, but the only cool oh, thing about it that. is Steve Jones plays guitar, and afterwards he was hanging out, so I got to meet Steve Jones. So I was I was happy about that. So I can empathize with the guy here, Jeffrey Siegel, in this story because he's trying to impress a chick. You know, he's going above and beyond. He's not going roller skating. He's not taking her to Russell Brand show. Instead, he's trying to look like a hero. So he's going to try to I – can, I can understand. I don't think I would go to this length to impress – or I don't think I would, I would try to stage an event like this to impress a woman. But I can understand. I can empathize with him. He's also a Jew. Yeah, Siegel. He, he certainly is. Smart guy. <laughs> so what happened here? Um, the Devious, couple, actually. The couple told police that a man wearing all black and wielding a large knife – came out of the woods and approached the couple. He then told Siegel, you can go, 
but your girlfriend stays. Which, uh, do you think that ever happens? <laughs> Does it go down like that? Like when a rapist comes out of the woods with a big knife? Well, you heard about that woman getting raped in India, right? Yeah, they, they, just beat, they beat the fuck out of her boyfriend and, and just raped her right there. I think that's more what happens. That's usually what happens. Pretty much every time there's a, a raping that goes down with a couple, the, the guy gets, you know, subdued. And yeah, because you don't want to be raping the guy's girlfriend while he's calling the cops and escorting them to where the rape is occurring. No, you got to, like, stab the guy, dispatch the guy, and then just, yeah, rape away. So uh, the woman reportedly ran away. She called police. But Siegel, he stayed and fought the attacker. Or at least that's the story he gave the police when they showed up. Uh, Siegel claimed the man slashed him twice on the chest and the wrist before he grabbed him and kneed him in the groin. At that point, uh, he said the man turned and ran away. So the police searched the area for two hours with a canine unit, but they were unable to find the attacker, and they called the search off. Good job, cops. Yeah. Um, so uh, a couple days later, the detective on the case here was interviewing his date about what happened, and she said she felt that something was not right about that night, like something was weird about that night, and that she kept noticing that uh, – that uh, Jeffrey Siegel was texting someone just before the assault occurred. <laughs> Never text on a date. Never Don't do that. Don't text on a date. Turn your phone off. You know, you really should. Like, it's insulting. Like, when you go out with a girl, like, especially, I mean, you know, even at the dinner table that, you know, obviously you don't text while you're having dinner, but like even in the car or something, have you ever been out with a girl or at a bar where they're like, oh, I got to take this call? Yeah. Every single one. It's, they it's, can text. Because they're not the ones trying to unlock the key, the gate. They're like, I, I'm the owner of the gate. I can do whatever the fuck I want. It's fucking rude, though. Don't you think it's rude? Oh, it's very rude. But I, I, I was saying if you're a guy and you're texting on the date, you're not going to get laid. Unless you're, you know, one of these, like, Brad Pitt type of dudes that all, the women are actually trying to fuck you. Yeah, if you're, like, really, if you're John Hamm, you could text all you want. Yeah, he can text. You know? But, like, all, all of the listeners of the show, every single one, don't be texting. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get None of laid. you out there are John Hamm, trust me. So anyway. Except for maybe that guy who works at Wendy's. Apparently he gets a lot of ass. <laughs> and I never got my fucking Frosty coupons. This aroused the, uh, the detective's suspicion. So he called up Jeffrey Siegel and uh, he told him to come down and meet with him. According to the report, Siegel told the same story. But the detective could tell from his body language that Siegel was very nervous and was withholding something. Soon he began to shut down, became verbally unresponsive, and then after several minutes, the detective was like, listen, just tell the truth. I'm not going to file any charges against you. And then, which you should never believe that. I but, was going to um, say, like, I, they, I the cops can say that, and then when you tell them, they can just like, oh, I have my fingers crossed, right? <laughs> it's not against the law for the cops Psych. to lie to you. Well, I don't know if that, would, uh, if that would hold up, but uh, you know, they didn't end up charging him with anything, because uh, after he said that... Uh, the kid came clean and said he uh, lied about the entire incident. He told the officer he really liked the woman and felt that if he did something like this, it would impress her and improve his chances with her. <laughs> this guy's such a d jackass. <laughs> Gr girls aren't in the mood to have sex after they almost get raped. <laughs> First of all, even I know that. <clears throat> this, this plan was really stupid. She should have. He should have. 
He should have staged something where his friend in the ninja outfit, which is another thing, like rapists don't wear ninja outfits and carry a knife. A big knife. A big knife. But uh, he should have had something where the ninja guy was like, maybe he could have got his mom out there, like, Mom, I'm really trying to get laid. Could you help me out with this scenario? And the ninja friend could have been like trying to take his his old mom's purse. And then he could have broke that up. And then maybe that would have worked. And chased after like his mom or chased after the guy with the purse and like tackle yeah. him, got the purse back. Yeah, don't get confused at the last minute and accident punch your mom. <laughs> Ooh, I mean my friend I was supposed to punch. What about something like this? I mean, if he would have instead of trying to fight the attacker, if he would have done something like where as soon as the guy came out of the woods and was like, You can go, but your girlfriend stays. What if he was like, dude, we don't have to do this, man. It's all right. I understand where you're coming from. And just been like a liberal guy and try to rationalize with the dude and then talk him oh. down, maybe give him a few bucks and then have and the then guy leave. got stabbed in the face. No, like the guy would be like, you know, you're right. I'm sorry, bro. And give him like 10 bucks no. and then he leaves. No, I don't think a woman wants you to make friends with her rapist. No, but you, but what you're doing is you're, you're, you're helping the guy out. You're helping rationalize the situation, avoiding listen. violence. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> If you're trying to get laid, you don't want to introduce any type of rape scenarios. Okay? All I'm saying is this guy's subduing his attacker without having to resort to violence. I get it. <laughs> but you're you're assuming that this woman is some sort of kale eating, you know, tofu loving progressive. What do you think she's a UFC fan or something? Maybe, why not? Well, then in that she case, been, he's she might have been like, you should have ripped that guy's fucking eyeballs out. <laughs> he's trying to rape me. Like the worst thing that could happen. And you just let him go. Just pulled his dick off and just be like, here yeah. it is. He'll never rape again. Yeah, Ever. that would have been funny, right? If, if he would have, if the woman wouldn't have run away and uh, he would have sort of beat the guy down and then she grabs the knife and just cuts the guy's testicles off. <laughs> Nobody tries to rape me. Do you think the guy would be like, holy shit, that's my friend. Stop. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, he said here that he contacted his friend a couple of days before and uh, worked out. They coordinated a fake attack. Um, did he? Did his friend owe him or, you know, is this guy the, the kind of guy who's just down for anything? <laughs> the kind of guy where you could, be, you could just call him on a Friday and be like, hey, you want to do some LSD? Sure, man. <laughs> hey, man. I'm up for that. How about some PCP? Sure. I just killed a hooker. You can help me hide the corpse? Of course. That's what friends I'll be, are for. I'll be right over. I got to uh, brush my teeth. That's what friends are for, man. That's how it Not works. Really. Uh, he said after his girlfriend ran away, he scraped himself to make it look like he was cut by the attacker's knife. And uh, yeah, and it just didn't, it didn't work out as planned. But uh, the police did not end I would, up. Did, did he get laid? No, he didn't. Quite the opposite. Uh, the police, not. he didn't get charged. The case is closed. The woman uh, said that she thought the attack was very real. So she was definitely not going to have sex with him after that. Uh, she also said that what he had done was not very heroic. So I think he blew his chances here. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> she said it wasn't very heroic? He fought the rapist off. There was no rapist. Oh, she means the, she means the actual situation of what, of what happened. The situation was not heroic. It was actually very oh, sad. The true pathetic. situation. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, he's not getting laid. So people... You don't stage a fake rape to try to get laid. Take no. the bitch roller skating. <laughs> I give that one broken condom out of five methods to get laid. Buy some Rohypnol. <laughs> that, also works. that works.
What do you have here for the second story? Uh, I think this is another questionable method of... What, what would I call this? Uh, dealing with life's issues. <laughs> <laughs> this is from uh, Jeremiah from Scranton. He works at Starbucks, and he says he loves the show. Starbucks. Making the I latte. Like, I like Starbucks. It's not it's not the greatest coffee, but it's always there. Wherever it's, you go. It's ubiquitous, so it's not you don't have to like try to find something. You I don't really muffin. care. It's just fucking coffee. It tastes pretty awful. <laughs> I think, but uh, it's it's. I guess some people like it, right? I've never Jeremiah been a huge fan. It's like burnt tasting. That's that's what everybody says, and I I tend to agree. I like. Uh, I do like watching the fat chicks though order those ridiculous frappuccino drinks mm-hmm. that have like what like a thousand calories in one drink. Oh, or more, yeah. If you yeah, the, the venti. Yeah, it's funny. I to never watch use, that. I never use the size ca- categorizations they have because I find them silly. Yeah, actually, they, it kind of annoys me. I just say large, and they understand. They, they, they understand, but sometimes they sort of sometimes they resent you for doing it. They're like, just say what it fuck, it's fucking called. Like, yeah, but I good, think you're too good to use the Starbucks it. lingo. And I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking very important podcaster, and I'm not learning lo- new, learning new terms because you decided to like you know invent them. Way to hold your own there, Wackily. Don't there's take much, shit from the man. There's not, there's not much. No, there's not many things that I, you know, believe strongly. <laughs> but that's one of them. Uh, Christopher Harvey lives in Surprise, Arizona. Arizona. Surprise is actually the name of the town. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Which Surprise, is pretty Arizona. great. It's a pretty great name for your town. It's almost as good as Hell, Michigan. Yeah. Bad Axe. Bad Axe. That's another good Michigan town. Yeah. Uh, He's in trouble with the law. And why? Because he's trying to teach his boys a lesson. That's his quote. I was just trying to teach my boys a lesson. Uh, His boys are 13 and 14. And uh, Harvey's girlfriend came home one day. And uh, this happens with the girlfriends. You've had girlfriends. I've had girlfriends. And sometimes this happens. A girlfriend comes home. And she asks you why everyone in the household is drunk. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, hey, it just happens. You know, you can't predict those type of occurrences. I mean, I've had all your annoying guy friends over here and you guys are all trashed and there's like chips all over the floor and the fucking TV is broken. We were watching porn. (laughs) How many times did that happen at uh, at uh, at nine thirty Packer in college? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Nine thirty backer that you would if you came home and you were like, "Why is everybody here sober?" It's weird. Did somebody die? <clears throat> yeah. Um, so she came home and she wondered why everybody was drunk. And when I say everybody, she means her boyfriend, who's an adult, and the thirteen and fourteen year olds Ooh. who were staying with him, which I think are, are his children from a previous marriage. Okay, now that's and... a little atypical. Harvey answered that he was teaching the boys a lesson by making them drink shots of hard liquor. <laughs> That's an awesome lesson. I wish he was my teacher. Awesome. I mean, and they're not, they're not three and four. They're 13 and 14. Yeah, I know. At, at that point. I probably it, appreciated some booze. 
when I was at that age, the way the rabbi taught me a lesson, he made me have a bar mitzvah to study for two years. Beat me with a Torah. <laughs> that does suck. Cut the tip of my dick off. It sucked. <laughs> I'm going to teach you a lesson about being a Jew. Oh, no. It sounds Great. awful. I'd much rather have this guy giving me shots of wild turkey. <laughs> well, they'd consumed some of Dad's alcohol a week earlier. They'd snuck it out of the liquor cabinet. Who didn't do that? Harvey had the boys in the backyard and advised them they were not allowed to come back into the residence until they finished their shots. <laughs> it's like a backyard party. <laughs> Harvey also began throwing both boys in the pool while in, while he was also intoxicated, and they were intoxicated. <laughs> so he's fun. He was trying to make this as frightening of an experience as possible. Why don't you just go get a black hooker to burn their genitals with a cigarette? That also would be fun. Have a black hooker, a, pun, an, a, a ton of booze, pool party, drinking shots, get a little rowdy, in the pool, and. Uh, <laughs> a neighbor called after hearing the boys screaming and crying in the backyard and also thought he heard a smacking noise if, if somebody was being hit. But, you know, you can never trust neighbors, busybodies, right? Yeah. Harvey came outside when Biased. the cops showed up and appeared to be highly intoxicated. <laughs> this is the dad. <laughs> uh, he gave the police the line about, uh, about trying to teach the boys a lesson. Cops went in the house, checking the two boys who were both in their underwear, crying and screaming. <laughs> you stripped them down to their underwear? I assume all their clothes were wet because they got thrown in the pool, so they took uh, them off. And you're, they're so trashed, they don't like can't figure out clothes. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. I hate when that happens. One of the boys was attempting to upchuck his alcohol into the toilet. That's written in the article, upchuck. It's a proper <laughs> verb to use, I guess, by reporters. Uh, their father had made them, uh, he told the cops that their father had made them consume all the shots, which I don't know what they, I wish they'd tell us what they were drinking and how much did yeah, they like, finish an entire fifth of wild Turkey. I want to know the volume here. Like, uh, it, seriously, was it like two fifths? Cause then I would be like, wow, this is a hell of a lesson. But if it was just a pint, 13 and 14 year olds can't drink two fifths, but they were, dead. but he was drinking too. How old's the dad? Oh. I don't know. It doesn't say, but the photos, you know, he looks like mid forties, maybe, maybe a very unhealthy late thirties. One of the, uh, the police divide describe both boys as getting highly intoxicated. Uh, one boy successfully threw up before fire personnel arrived. <laughs> I want to get so drunk that the fire department comes tonight. Wow. Now that that's like epic drinking. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they would. I, mean, I guess you have to like I could just start drinking and set the house on fire yeah but it, at that point it's probably one of those cities I always never I never actually fully understood this when somebody hurts themselves or is injured why I can understand when an ambulance comes why a fire engine why, why do we first need responder. a fire truck first responder they all have to go just to see who can get there quickest basically because maybe the maybe the ambulance will get caught in traffic who knows? So, who called the uh, fire department? Was the neighbor or the or the girlfriend? I think the I think the cops called the fire department, and the neighbor called the cops. Okay, so neighbor's the party pooper. If I get really drunk and get on my roof, do you think they'll bring one of those trampolines and I can jump into it? <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. That would well, be I'm fun. I'm not coming down. Do you get the trampoline? <laughs> It'd be but, sir. Your house is only one story. Get the trampoline. <laughs> and I would like piss on their little hats. It'd be funnier if you're just shooting off your gun. It's that like will work too. Three in the morning. <laughs> then I'll probably just get picked off. 
Oh, yeah. Sharpshooter. Uh, he went to court and he did a plea agreement where he's sentenced to three years of probation for child abuse. Wow. And that's that for Christopher Harvey. So these are both of his boys. It's not so bad, probation. That's not bad for three years, whatever. It's not like he's, he's you know, has a uh, ankle monitor and he can't drink or no. drive. Yeah, it's not parole. He doesn't have a parole officer to report to. I don't think. Probation's just like, if you do anything else, it's going to be extra bad because you're in yeah. your probationary period. He has to behave himself. You know what's yeah. interesting about this just story? Just keep your alcohol for yourself. Well, it's going to be, well, I think that's what he's trying to teach his kids is don't, don't drink my booze. Dickhead. Or I'll just give it all to you. That's well, you dumb. know, don't they, I think he was drunk when he came up with this idea. Didn't you have friends that did that, uh, you know, smoked your dad's cigarette or your dad caught, caught their, their son smoking and then made them smoke like 20 cigarettes. That is disgusting. That is disgusting. I heard of that happening. It I've never heard happened of that to me. happening. I'm not so sure it's true. It sounds kind of like an urban legend, but. That that really seems like a, it would work. I think Although so. Your kid's I mean, going to get really sick, and then well, you're going to have to deal with him. This is a version therapy here, right? I mean, I, but I think booze is just good. <laughs> Cigarettes are just kind of even like a, as a person who smokes. Even after I smoke one, I'm usually like, "Ugh, why did I do that?" And then I smoke another one 15 minutes later. But booze is just good. Do you it's think great. an experience like this would have turned you off of booze years no. later? No. (laughs) (laughs) What if it was, uh, because you know how like a lot of, this happens to a lot of girls. I've noticed like they won't drink whiskey because they used to drink Jack Daniels and got shit faced on Jack Daniels and just the smell of whiskey makes them nauseous. Oh, the puking. That's a good point. I mean, the kids did puke. Yeah. When you puke up a certain kind of booze, you can't smell it at least for a little while. So I'm hoping these kids, I'm hoping these kids didn't have like MGD. They didn't have um, one of the staples. Jaeger. I mean, that sucks yeah. never to be able to drink Jaeger again. If you drink a whole bottle of Jaeger, you would probably die. I I remember splitting People a have fifth. Really killed themselves doing that. I remember splitting a fifth of Jaeger with uh, Kessler when I was in high school, and we both got pretty sick. And that's some really gross puke. Believe me. Yeah. It's not pleasant to look at. It's not colorful. <laughs> well, it's like black it's death black, coming out of your right? mouth. Yeah, yeah it's, it's disgusting. Really you know what the thing is with this story, though, that's interesting? Now, I mean, it sounds horrific. And their kids went through this awful experience of puking up alcohol and being in their underwear, screaming and crying. But years later, when they're like 40 and their dad's like 60, they're going to be like, Dad, you remember that time we got into your booze? Remember? What? <laughs> I'm senile now. As they're putting a funnel into his mouth. Yeah, remember this guy? <laughs> oh, what's going on? Glug, glug, glug. What else can we make him bong? And then he'd be like, I'm party old man. Woo-hoo, let's go to the pool. And then they'd throw exactly. him in. Exactly. Exactly. It's a bonding experience. <laughs> the circle of life. People, send in your stories to Sick and Wrong Podcast at uh, hotmail.com. Wackerly, we got a few phone calls here we need to get to. Actually, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do thought experiments because we've been getting a lot of thought experiments lately, and I don't even remember the last time we did thought experiments. Neither do I. We do have some good ones, though. So, uh, people, you can call us at uh, 206-666-3846. Before we get to our first thought experiment, here's a word from our Steam sponsor, audible.com. Dad? Yes, Billy? I I found money in my pee. No, you didn't. Dad? Yes, Billy. Do I have an extra testicle? No, Billy. You 
have an extra chromosome. Hmm. Dad? Yes, Billy? I want to read a book. <laughs> oh, Billy, you can't read a book. Why not? Because you're retarded. I know. But now I can with Audible.com. Who Audible? Audible had over 75,000 audiobooks, with more being added all the time. Trained no-tards read the books out loud, so botards like me can enjoy. I don't know. Sounds pricey. Not at all, Dad. Just go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle for a free audiobook today. That sounds like a great idea, Billy. I'll do that just as soon as I get back from the store. Gotta get my ball malls and scratch-offs. Who's the retard now? All right, Wacker, we got a few phone calls here to the Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Thought experiments is what we're doing. People, remember, when you call us with a thought experiment, we, lo- we love thought experiments. Thought experiments are a good thing to do here on the show because it evokes thought on Makes your you part think. and our part. No, but I mean, we're, we're all thinking about this experiment. You know, It's not just us. It's the listeners. It's, it's a good way to interact with each other. Um. But uh, anyway, when you do call us and with a thought experiment, try not to call with one about just what would we stick our dicks into, you know? Cause <laughs> Only uh, because we've done so many of those questions, you can probably pretty much figure it out at this point. I think we've exhausted all of the scenarios, all the possible scenarios of sticking our cock into something. I think we've exhausted those. So um, here, here's some interesting ones. We got a couple good ones. So let, let's get to this. Let's, let's get these thoughts. All right. Roll, let's roll the music. Theme music. Second row. Thought experiment. Hi, turds. Longtime fan, longtime listener. First time caller, um, Jim from Canada, Victoria. <laughs> Fake name. Settle Jim. the argument. We're, we're bashing this around here. We've been doing it for far longer than it deserves, but you experts can figure this out and give us the correct answer. We Which him would and you rather cat. have to deal with? I just find it funny that they are actually battling something like that. You haven't heard it yet, but it's yeah. just funny to me that uh, that this happens. But it happens. I- I'm sure in Canada they drink a lot of beer. So they're probably drinking a lot of beer. Elsinore's. Yeah, exactly. And uh, next thing you know, they're, they're just trying to they're, – they're in a fight over an argument over something about this. One – Duck-sized horse, one, which you experts can figure this out and give us the correct answer, which would you rather have to deal with, one duck-sized horse, no, fuck, one (laughs) horse-sized duck, or 100 duck-sized horses. They, of course, are all starving and carnivorous for the purposes of our discussion. Already? Settle it. Did we? I know I'm what I'd sure pick. Like Others here are still leaning and flipping one way or the other. You help decide. Hope- I'm not sure if we did this one. Did we do this one? I've heard it before if we haven't done it on the show. Maybe I don't. It's. I think it's. It was in my thought experiment folder on my desktop. 
But I, I don't recall doing this one. Maybe we did. If we did it, fuck it, we'll do it again. Yeah. Who cares? Um, yeah. <laughs> no wait, wait. Let me, let me uh, issue a Donacara. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really funny if we give different answers than the last time. I, then people can call in enraged about that. I don't remember exactly what I – if we said anything. I don't think we played this one. I don't recall it. But, okay, so what would you rather deal with? A carnivorous horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Well, it's interesting that you asked that, D, <laughs> because uh, I would have to say a hundred duck-sized horses. They can't fly because they're horses. Right. So you, are you saying like a you just horse? Stomp them. I mean, you I guess you could your just Doc kick Martins them. Put your Doc on or your your Red Wings steel toe boots. Yeah, and you just stomp them one by one. Whereas a giant fucking duck, it seems dangerous. I wouldn't mind dealing with the giant sized duck because I would try to ride the duck oh, and tame it. Fly. You could fly. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? I wouldn't yeah. have to take the it's subway to anymore. It's eat you, though, remember? How are you going to convince... You, you could just feed it some bread, a big, giant loaf of bread. <laughs> well, actually, one thing you don't know about me is I'm, I'm kind of a duck whisperer. Oh, I can whisper really? to a duck and uh, get them to bend to my will. So, Does this have something to do with your life-size uh, Daffy Duck sex doll that I've seen <laughs> in your closet? <laughs> I whisper sweet nothings to that Daffy Duck sex doll every day. <laughs> it only has one fuckable hole. Because I would you can't try. Really fuck the beak. I mean, a bunch of uh, horse-sized ducks. There's like miniature ponies. They're cute, I guess. Right, but you're fighting them. <laughs> what I was going to say is, th- there is points. The reason to lean towards the duck, the horse-sized duck, is because once you did kill it, I mean, you could eat for an entire year. Yeah, you'd have, unless you're vegetarian. But let's say I'm not vegetarian for sake of the uh, the thought experiment here. Yeah, you'd eat I'm duck. I'm a vegetarian, but I do eat giant duck. And think <laughs> That's about one one thing I'll eat, and it's meat based, is giant duck. Not two... regular sized duck, but a giant duck, yes, I'll eat that. Two words, Wackerly. Fa gua. <laughs> think of how much fa gua. Geese are not ducks. Whatever. <laughs> close enough. Can't They're you eat duck close. liver? I think you probably can eat duck liver. You'd need a one of those big either like a you'd be, need a big coffin style freezer because you're not going to be able to eat it all at once. You're, and you're going to want to save the stuff. I'll be dealing it up and down the coast. Well, it's not all foie gras. <laughs> the whole duck isn't made of foie gras. It's only a little tiny part. How hard do you think it'd be to kill a duck sized a horse sized duck? Like I said, hard because it's got. Remember, it's got a giant beak and it's coming right for your head. I don't like birds that much, but yeah, whatever. I mean, I would try to just choke it out. They don't really have talons because they have those webbed feet, so you don't have to worry about that so much. And they're awkward on land, so I'm not going to fight it, it in water. It would be pretty cool to ride it because you could fly. You could float in the water on its back. It can walk around on dry land. It's basically an all-purpose It's an all-purpose vehicle. Burden. Yeah. No, I, think, I, think it would be, I think I would go for the duck or the horse-sized duck. Plus, you know that video game Joust? Oh, like yeah. That. It would be a lot like Joust. Well, I think those were ostriches. So what are you going for? Are you going for the small, the, uh, the horse yeah. size? I'm still just going to stomp all the horses. I think uh, – I don't think – because you're a smoker and a drinker, Wackerly, I think you'd probably last about maybe seven of them before you're just hacking to death. And then I'm on the ground and the horses are just nibbling at me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's the second thought experiment. Adrian Lance, I've got a – I've got a thought experiment for you. 
so in the past, you've mentioned how there's some perks to being gay. So, for example, you know, uh, it's really easy to get laid if you're gay. So uh, here's a thought experiment. Um, let's say that you're in a really just disgusting porn shop and the uh, sexuality genie pops out from behind one of the really crusty old uh, porn VHSs. That's where the sexuality genies live. Dirty porn store. The dirty porn store that still sells porn VHS tapes. Yeah. He calls himself a sex genie, but he can just change you from gay to straight or straight to gay. <laughs> like, oh, wow, a sex genie. Can you, like, line up, like, a bunch of really attractive women that will have sex with you? No, but I can make you gay. <laughs> okay. That's pretty much all he can do. Not really a genie. <laughs> And uh, the sexuality genie grants you a wish. You can change your gender or your sexual orientation to whatever you want. So, for example, you can uh, become, I don't know, a lesbian or a gay man or a bisexual or asexual, whatever you want. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. So, yeah, what, what would you choose? It and would be fun, uh, I guess this is also kind of an is that gay question, uh, although that's not gay. sort of a side issue. Is it gay that I thought up this? Uh, this thought experiment. All right. Uh, that's it. Bridge up with the show. Keep it up. Uh, later. Yeah, you're gay, kid. He's obviously no, questioning gay. his sexuality. <laughs> no, it's not gay. I think I he's gay. He's gay at all. I think this kid's totally gay. You're just using that as a general term of abuse. No, I'm just saying this kid's obviously like, God, I wish I had a sex genie that could just make me experience gay gayness well, for well, an hour. Well, we're the ones who are always saying how great it is to be gay. So are we gay? I mean, I we don't. I guess we don't know the other side of the world. I'm not like I wouldn't be going to a sex genie to make myself gay. I don't really care. But you do. You do agree with me all the time when you're, we say, you know, oh, it'd be it's great to be gay because you can get laid all the time. I think it's the grass is always greener. You know, I mean, it seems like it. So you, that that's the thought experiment. If the grass is always greener, would you get a genie and have to put yourself on the other side of the grass wall? <laughs> <laughs> so what would you be? Would you, would you be a gay man? Would you be an asexual person? Would you be a bisexual person? Would you be a lesbian? Lesbian sounds kind of fun. I would want to be a lesbian too. I don't know though. You know what? I mean, lesbians are such pains in the asses. That's why I want to do it. I, you know, you I be a pain in the ass. I just want to be an angry bull dyke, just an angry woman, just like. But I think I think like the the femme lesbians are harder to deal with than actually even, like, straight women. So you'd, you'd just be making it worse for yourself. Oh, you mean because you'd have to deal with, like, a femi lesbian? Do you think some femme lesbian is going to, like, go down on you whenever you want? If you're some big bulldike? <laughs> no. She's going to be like, eh, you didn't buy me dinner. The dinner you bought me wasn't very good, so I'm not going to eat chow your box tonight. And I'd be like, I spent $30 on you, woman. You know, this uh, is a good that's meal. Fine, but I took you to Olive Garden. Stop oppressing me. <laughs> I, but I think you, maybe asexual. I, why would you want to be asexual? You're practically asexual you know, now. You would get done. No, I want to have sex, and I beat <laughs> off constantly. I just don't have a woman <laughs> that, I, that will put up with me. Okay, I guess but asexual. I, like I would never masturbate. You might look at some porn and be like, "Hmm, that's interesting that people." get paid to have sex and then other people pay to watch it on the internet and then they waste their time jerking off their hog. Hmm, strange. I guess I'll go back to writing this novel. So you're saying you get a lot more done in a day. Yeah, it would probably be a genius. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, but I mean, uh, I, I would be in, I would be in great shape. I'd have less time to exercise and read. <laughs> so, are you saying you spend a large portion of every day masturbating? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> or thinking about tits. <laughs> See, I would. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, if you include all that, like, it, like masturbating, worrying about, like, man, if I did this, maybe, maybe that'd be a good way to meet a woman. I don't know why I can't even. Or that, like, you know, worrying about women that are interested in you that you're not. You're like, oh, she's such a pain in the ass, but I do want to get fucked. So, all that stuff. Like, think about all the time you'd have. I think. I don't know. I think I'd be bored being an asexual. I think what I'd want to do is I'd want to be a lesbian just you so I could. You have no purpose? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I think I would be, I, I'd want, you know, I'd want to be a lesbian just to, just to feel the multi-orgasmic quality of uh, womanhood. Why not be a straight woman? Because I don't think you're going to get multi-orgasms like you would from a lesbian that totally knows what she's doing. True. You know, Plus what, then you'd have to fuck dudes and I don't want to do that. But I don't think any guy, I mean, I guess maybe Ron Jeremy could or something, but I don't think most guys, I think most guys probably last about as long as I do in bed and then have to apologize profusely. What about um, Sting? I think it'd be just, yeah. Okay, Sting and Ron Jeremy. But I can think- I, uh, Can I choose to be Trudy Styler? <laughs> in general, I think heterosexual sex is a disappointment for the woman, but lesbian sex, when it's like pure sapphic pleasure. Plus you would get to scissor kick. Which I've always been tripping. Yeah, I'd be down with that. So I guess I would be a lesbian. I'd be like, wow, this really is its everything I hoped it would be. It's awesome. And I'd totally Your join vagina, us. my vagina, just mashed up together. We both got awesome. titties. We got to play with my own titties to play with your titties. And I'd be on a softball team for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Drive a Subaru. <laughs> Drive a Subaru. I have like several cats and flannel shirts. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. All right. Here's the last Sensible haircuts. Hell yeah. Work at a hardware store. <laughs> Listen to Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> Just blasting oh, from the, my the Subaru. The musical options are, are really big. Because you got the Indigo Girls. You got Melissa Etheridge. You got, Fiona uh, Apple. Who is the who's the other one? Ani DeFranco? Ani DeFranco would be blasting from my... And if you even said one thing about oh it... Oh my I'd god, be, I would get out of the car and beat the fuck out of you. Oh my god, I would be like... Hater. Know, You're about to get beat by a woman! <laughs> And I will proceed to do it. All right. Here's the last thought experiment. This comes in from Dan in Seattle. He goes, hey, sick and wrong. I have a thought experiment that needs your urgent attention. Please remember that in these scenarios, they are permanent and you will never become desensitized to them, nor find them appealing ever. Only horrible. Would you? One. Would you? This is the first one. One. Prefer that all of your farts smell exactly like the worst smelling pussy you've ever smelled. It is so vivid that other people will also recognize your farts as dirty, yeasty, horrible pussy smells. Because it's unmistakably a unique vaginal odor. But it's coming from you. So this will cause very uncomfortable situations for you in any place where you pass gas and other people might be in the vicinity. The bedroom, work, bathroom, wherever. You will not enjoy the smell of it even in private. Because it smells that bad, like a dirty pussy. Or, is number two here, your girlfriend, wife, woman, whoever you're intimate with, her pussy will smell exactly like the worst fart you've ever made. You'll be able to smell the fart odor in moments of intimacy, and her vaginal juices will leave a fart smell on your fingers and penis 
until such time as you shower or wash <laughs> in the sink. Time. Is this guy a judge? <laughs> so, so you'll have the fart smell on your fingers and dick until you take a shower or wash in the sink. Thanks, and I love the show. Dan Seattle. It's too easy. So what do you think there, Wackily? Pussy-smelling farts. I would rather have a pussy-smelling fart, for sure. You hold your farts in. I mean, every guy's practiced in that. And, I th- you know, I, won't, I wouldn't say, like, a regular fart smell is all that pleasant. So do you think a... Yeah, p- like, it's, like it's better than a dirty <laughs> You know, I mean, it smells like shit. So do you think a dirty pussy-smelling fart's going to be that worse? Plus, I like the... Uh... You know, the mandatory rule that you won't enjoy the smell of your farts. Like, yeah, you will. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> enjoys the smell of their own farts. I don't care I, how bad they smell. You're like, yep, that's mine. It would remind me of certain ex-girlfriends. Like every yeah, time I you fart. Don't want, I don't want like my significant other to have a farty smelling pussy all the time. No, that'd be horrible. Could you imagine like, then you'd never, I mean, you don't already, you already don't want to go down on her. But if it smells like a I fart, do. I mean, I you'd do. never Speak go down yourself. on her. <laughs> you could hang one of those green car air fresheners out on there that's shaped like a Christmas tree. <laughs> hey, babe, uh, can you get your belly button pierced? I find it very sexy, plus I can hang this air freshener from it. <laughs> I do kind of like the confusing aspect of farting in a work bathroom and just having it smell like a dirty, you know, prostitute's vagina and just yeah. everybody being like, where's that coming from? Right, you could get called into HR the next day. Uh, Mr. Simon, we understand that you had a dirty, rotten pussy whore in the work bathroom. <laughs> oh, no, that's just how my farts smell. Uh, D, we clearly have evidence that it was a dirty pussy. <laughs> You're fired. No, no, check it out. Check it out. Let me eat some Taco Bell. Give me about a half an hour, okay? You're fired. Then you could get, like, uh, you could go on SDI for having a disability that prevents you from working. So what do you think of – okay, think about this though. So this is what we would do. We would rather have farts that smell like dirty pussy. But what about my brother? What do you think Jeffrey, Jeffrey would want? Uh, what? So in this scenario, it already does. <laughs> I mean his boyfriend's butthole smells like farts, doesn't it already? <laughs> or – or his boyfriend's butt, butthole smell like a dirty pussy, and his farts smell like farts. But they already see; doesn't make any sense. It wasn't really well thought out. Um. <laughs> I guess a gay dude probably wouldn't care about a fart smelling butthole. All right, enough on that. Well, thank you, Dan, for. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Dan, for sending that in. People, send your thought experiments to 206-666-3846. We'll probably do more thought experiments in the next, like, I don't know, six months. <laughs> anyway, uh, a couple people pointed this out that uh, there's an article about Play Something Dancy in the Daily Mail. Did you see that, Wackerly? Yeah, I did. It was kind of funny because... They didn't it- mention the podcast, which was annoying to me because it's all about me. Well, I was surprised. I would have preferred them. To, I'm surprised they didn't. But you know what? What's I was surprised. That's our that land the, of where we're popular. I was surprised that that even happened in the first place because I had emailed them back in November, like sent them a tip, and just never heard back. And then all of a sudden, some guy posts on my Facebook page saying, "You're in the Daily Fail," and so I looked at it and I was like, "What the fuck?" They took pictures from my Facebook, and they like just printed up this this story where I mean, even the playlist that they came up with, I never even. 
<laughs> that wasn't my playlist. Oh, I didn't read it that closely. No, it was kind of funny. But yeah, and they didn't mention the podcast at all. So, but still, I mean, it was kind of funny. The, the best part about that story, if you go check it out, I love the comments because there are some people that were just like totally going off on me. One, one lady was like, he sounds like a vile, contemptuous git. I'll tell him where he can shove that book. And then there were some other podcasts. Did you pod- get a boner when you read that? Well, I thought it was kind of funny, but uh, a little bit of chub. But then I thought it was funny because a lot of podcast fans were like, how can you judge him based on one poorly edited article? White knights. <laughs> White knights coming to the defense. So, yeah, thank you, people, for white knighting it. But it was a pretty funny story. And, uh, yeah, good, good, good publicity. Any publicity is good publicity. Um, people, thank you for uh, subscribing to the show on iTunes. Uh, Wackerly, I'm sure you saw the What's Hot, page one of What's Hot for Comedy Podcast. There's Sick and Wrong right next to Comedy Bang Bang and Joe Rogan. <laughs> yep, right there, right next to him. Got to make you feel. Did that give you a boner? I already had a boner. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> and then your iTunes, you accidentally hit the wrong button. iTunes came up and just, it was like yeah. obscuring like, the oh, porn. Wow. God it damn it. It expanded an extra half of a millimeter. <laughs> and you just lost, you just lost it because you're thinking about the podcast and how much it, just, ugh, now I got to do the podcast this weekend. Anyway, see, subscribing to the show and rating us on iTunes is a big help. So we thank you for doing that and uh, continue to do that. Go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, and subscribe to the show today. Uh, Sick and Wrong t-shirts. We're kind of uh, facing a shortage here. We have no more smalls and mediums. We only have larges and extra larges. So if uh, you're a big, fat, corpulent fuck, you can order an extra large shirt because we have plenty. And uh, we also have larges as well. So order your extra large, your larges. And uh, we're going to be working on a new t-shirt design, actually. I want something brand new. So people, if you have any ideas, send it to Sick and Wrong Hot Podcast at Hotmail.com. But right now, you can go get the Cheap Trick Sick and Wrong Tea at SickandWrongPodcast.com slash store. Only a large or an extra large, though. Uh, finally here, we're actually Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Uh, came in from Allison. Allison writes... I have attached an MP3 of a song that I wrote, I wrote and sing on. It's called You Started Jacking Off. I wrote this song about a guy I had a first date with. It went terribly wrong. And she doesn't really go into detail about this. Now, now I'm not curious. started jacking off. What, on the date? Yeah. Like, that's just weird. I mean, that's it, why it was a bad date. Yeah, but like at the restaurant, in the car. Allison, we need, we need some details here, Allison. Uh, she says, I'm a big fan of the podcast, and she called in a couple of years ago with the story of that dude putting his foot, or putting my foot in his mouth. I kind of remember that. Does uh, she live in Laguna Beach or something? I think she does live in, uh, in uh, L.A. She says, my band's name is Zacola. And it's kind of like, it's sort of a jazzy kind of band here. I kind of like it. And what's interesting about it is a guy named Vinny Spit plays on this song, and I'm not sure if you remember this guy, but Vinny Spit was a good friend of Bob Madigan, and he came into Rampage Radio a few times. He had a band called Spit, and I think he's still around. I think he still does Spit. A really talented guy, actually. But uh, he had a song called Blue Velvet that just had a... It was all about the movie Blue Velvet and had a bunch of uh, quotes from um, um, Dennis Hopper's character. It's a great song. Actually, we should probably end the show with uh, Blue Velvet one of these days. But this song is called You Started Jacking Off, and it's from a band called Z- Zakola. 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 And it has uh, Allison and Vinny Spit in the band. So uh, thank you, Allison, for sending that in. And we're going to end the show, Sick Wrong Song of the Week, with You Started Jacking Off.
People, we'll be back next week with uh, episode 374. Until then, take a sleazy. quite sure when you put me in your mouth You said I taste great for a first date I was going well until you sent it straight to Start